all the time. God is good. Amen, amen. Let's get into the word of the Lord today and um, spend, I know we're late in the day and I want to make sure we're late in the service here and I want to make sure we get out by one o'clock today. So um, I don't want your lunch to spoil or overcook or you get too hungry and then you might check out on us. But we have biscuits and gravy, so everybody should be filled up today and ready to go, right? Amen. As a young man, I spent a lot of time in this place. And it could be that you spent a lot of time in this place as well. If these gentlemen will help me today. I can tell you from experience as a young man, I spent a lot of time in this place. How many spend a lot of time in this place? <sighs> Looking at yourself. Of course, back then, when I, and I would make my mom and dad late for church sometimes, I think. I'd say, hurry up, get out of the bathroom. We've got to go to church. Dad, am I right? I spent a lot of time in the mirror, right? Yes. Combing my hair. I, I tried to find a picture of when I had hair, and I couldn't find one. I was really, I was going to pull it up. Sarah remembers because she was in my youth group. She remembers when I had hair. Several of you remember when I had hair. So I did have, <laughs> I should have called her. That's right. I should. <laughs> but I, I, I did. I had a, I had a lot of hair. Look at Reagan. That was, that's the way I was back in that day. Foretelling the future. Many of us have spent time looking into the mirror. A mirror is one of the most functional things that we use every day. And I love functional things. My wife can attest to that. It is a necessity in, in most bathrooms and uh, in most bedrooms. There might be a mirror. There might be a mirror in your closet. Most living spaces have at least one mirror. Hope you have a mirror. Some have multiple mirrors. Now, the use of a mirror by some in our society is highly questionable. Highly questionable. But I think it is to say safe to say that at least 80, 85, maybe 90% use a mirror. And some, yes, need to. We agree with that, Pastor Simeon. The mirror of which many of you stood in front of today, if you stood in front of a mirror, gives you a reflection of what you look like. It gives you the opportunity to look at yourself and make changes to your appearance as it provides you the feedback. 
This feedback does not lie. How many, how many has ever had a lying mirror? It's not slanted one way or the other. Rather, it allows you to make a judgment on whether you should make a change to your physical appearance. As I look in the mirror, I can, quite, I can see quite clearly my present condition. I can see that my hair continues to disappear. And change and, and get lighter. And I have, I'm starting to get a lot of wrinkles. And I have sunspots and blemishes of all kinds. When you look into the mirror each day, it, it does not predict the future. There's no mirror that predicts the future. But it does reflect the past. You can see scars from past accidents. You can see where maybe you've had some surgery, some age spots, blemishes, wrinkles. You can begin to see the aging of your body. As depressing as that might be. The mirror presents an accurate, real-time depiction of our present physical condition. The mirror is not usually a place you go to look at yourself emotionally or spiritually. We spend so much time preparing our physical bodies to go somewhere, but uh, I wonder today how much time we spend looking in the mirror to be honest about what is really going on in our lives. It is a difficult thing to look at your life in the mirror and really examine your heart and soul. There are many that have uh, low self-esteem because of their physical appearance. They don't like to spend time in front of the mirror because it shows them what they don't want to see. But the reality is, as in every situation, we must dig deep and come face to face with real problems in our lives. A person with low self-esteem did not start out that way because of their physical appearance. There was something in their lives that pushed them emotionally to a place where the wound was deeper than their ability to deal with it. The mirror became a place of further dejection, so it became a place to avoid. Everyone on some level has had to deal with something that pushed us to the edge of our ability to cope with it. And until we are able to deal with it, our physical body suffers because of it. And it is during these times that a mirror may not be your friend. Why? Because it is not something that you can talk to or that you even want to look at. Because it is the reflection of what has become of you on the outside and it never helps you deal with what is on the inside. But I want to take a look at a mirror, a look into the mirror today with you. And this mirror does deal with what is on the inside. I want you to take a look into a mirror that deals with emotional wounds. I want you to take a look into a mirror that deals with the soul and the spirit of a man. I want you to look, take a look into a mirror that shows you who you really are, who and what you can become and what your future holds. I want you to look into it.
Because there are some here today dealing with some things in your life that have you emotionally bound. Some here today are allowing disease and sickness to tear down your faith. Some here today are dealing with some difficult financial situations and it is wearing you out. Some here today are bound by addictions because of the abuse of drugs or alcohol or pornography. Here, some here today have been hurt in relationships which has ripped apart your trust in God and your trust in people. Some here today may be living in sin and are in need of a salvational experience. And while you may go to church week after week and service after service, nothing seems to be changing in your life. Your relationship with God is, is still stagnant. Your ability to overcome the past and inability to deal with the present has put your future in jeopardy. You can't look at your life in the mirror. You don't want to see what you have become. Not because you don't want help. Not because you don't want God to heal you. Not because you don't want your financial situation to improve. Not because you don't want salvation, but because you are getting caught up in what is taking place in the natural. Many people spend their time looking at alternative sources to find answers for their problems. We look to Google. Google, can you help me? I've got this problem. What is the answer? While many resources can be found useful, they cannot replace the ultimate book of answers. The Word of God. As much time as we look to other things to heal us, to fill us, to prepare us, to change us, we should spend double the time looking into the Word of God. When you study the book of Exodus in the Old Testament, you will read in detail about the plans and the construction of the tabernacle in the wilderness. The tabernacle in the wilderness was how the priests and the people of God were able to have relationship with God. And the second piece of furniture in the tabernacle was the labor of water, which was made of brass. Exodus chapter 38 and verse 8 says, And he made the labor of brass and the foot of it of brass and of the looking glasses. He made it of the looking glasses of the women assembling, which assembled at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. The looking glasses stated here in Exodus 38 were what the ladies would use as mirrors. How do y'all like looking at yourselves? You got good views over here. The looking glasses were the ladies' mirrors. It's what they would use to look at themselves. It was a reflective brass that was made into a basin for the laver of water. I have a just a, a little depiction of that, if Clayton can bring that up. The labor of water is where the washing of the priest would take place after he had been to the altar of repentance. Today, the labor of water signifies the washing of the Word of God in our lives. It represents 
a baptism of the Word that we must daily engage in in our lives. It gives us the reflection of who we are and who we can and must become. The Word of God is the mirror, if you will, of our souls. And just like the mirrors we look into every day to see our physical appearance, the Word of God is a mirror we must use each day to see our spiritual condition. Many here today are dealing with all kinds of baggage in your life. The pain, the torment, the wounds, the sin, uh, the, the abuse. You're dealing with it all on your own. Trying to carry this load. Trying to figure it out on your own. You're looking elsewhere for the solutions to your problem, the strength to get you through, and the faith and encouragement that can only come from the Word of God. How many found great encouragement on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram? And you look and you're so, I'm so encouraged today by what people are posting and by what everybody's saying about things. I'm, I'm just so encouraged today. I feel good about myself. I feel good about what is going on in their life and not in mine. I'm so happy for them. It's helping me deal with my problems. It's not the mirror. But just like the mirrors we look into every day to see our physical appearance, the Word of God is a mirror we must use each day to see our spiritual condition. We must use it. And I want you to look here at the Word of God with me and realize, realize what we need to do every day. The difference in the mirrors we use every day and the mirror of God's Word is that the physical mirrors cannot predict the future. But God's mirror for our lives say, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future, to give you a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your hearts. The Word of God gives us a reflection of who we are in Jesus Christ. It speaks to the plans and the future God has for our lives. How we can overcome the issues of life. It shows me what I can become and what God wants me to be. I can be healed of my disease and sickness. I can deal with and be healed of my emotional wounds. God can take me through this rough patch of my life. He can take me through this storm. He is a God of His Word. And so I must tell you today to look into it. Look into it. Look. Look into the Word. Look into the Word today. I got a head start for our prayer meeting. I brought my Bibles today. Anybody need a Bible? Need a Bible today? We need to look 
into the word of the Lord. We must look into the word of the Lord. Micah 7 and 7 says, Therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Rejoice not against me. Oh, mine enemy, when I fall, I shall arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be a light unto me. Second Corinthians 4, 16 says, For which cause we faint not, but through our, though our, inward, our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking... Look into the Word of God and see what you find. That Jesus is the author and He's the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such contradiction of sinners against Himself, lest ye be weary and faint in your minds. Look into it. There's nothing greater than looking into the mirror of the Word of God. Whatever the situation is in your life, I know if you will come face to face with the Word of God, there will no longer be this inability to cope. This inability to have peace. This inability to get out of darkness. Everything you need in your life can be found in the Word. Of God. This is my first Bible. You see, it's kind of old and cracked and ripped. My first Bible. It's got a lot of special things in it. Looked into this a lot when I was younger, a teenager, wondering about my life, about my future. His word, his word gives us peace. Everything you need for life can be found in his word. His word says what you have. And it also says what you can have. His word brings to your life what you need each day to make it. I'm going to skip tomorrow. I'm not going to read my Bible tomorrow. I think I'll be able to make it on today's word. I think I'll be able to to make it through tomorrow. If I, I just can't. I just went to church today. The word was preached to me, and so I'm living on this. I'm living on this word from yesterday. It's so powerful what he preached yesterday. It's, it's so alive in me. No. You've got to get into this Word every day. It's speaking to you. 
It's showing you a path to peace. It's showing you the way of salvation. His word brings a new perspective on how you should handle your money. Say, I'm broke. It's wearing me out. I don't have any money. The word speaks about it. Believe me, it's in there. His word gives you emotional healing. It gives you the words that need to be spoken at that moment into your life to prepare you for the day ahead. Whatever it might bring, whatever the storm is that you're going through, whatever storm clouds might be in the horizon that day, the word has already spoken to your life. If you have read it, it's already telling you. I can say, peace, be still. I can give you peace. If it would just take some time each day to look into the mirror of the word, how our lives would change, because here is what you will find when you look into the word of God. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for His name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will lift up mine eyes into the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts, your thoughts. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and maketh it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word, so shall my word, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not Return unto me void. But guess what it does? It shall accomplish that which I please, 
and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led forth with peace. And the mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. What shall we say to these things? If God before us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword as it is written for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Look into it. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord. Depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of all thine increase. Sounds like some financial work. Financial understanding. Then shall your barns be filled with plenty if you honor. I'm talking about the Word of God. I'm talking about looking into the mirror and seeing what the Word of God speaks to your life on a daily basis. There's someone here today in need of what the Word of God has for you. It is the mirror of your life yesterday. This mirror can show me a little bit about yesterday. It doesn't show me a complete picture. It shows me some things that maybe I've gone through. But the Word of God shows me Yesterday tells me about it, but then it talks about today and then it talks about the future. It talks about forever eternity. It is the plan. It is the purpose you've been looking for in your life. It has stood the test of time and has always been the looking glass, the mirror for his people. His word has never changed, but has always stayed the same. And it is why you must immerse yourself in it. It is why you cannot go a day without looking 
into the word. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and tents and intents of the hearts. His word is powerful. The God, God's word is so powerful. It's, it's alive. Word of God is living. Verse 13 says, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Seeing then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace help to help in the time of need. The Word of God is powerful. The Word of God is sharper. Than any two-edged sword, the word of God discerns the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Verse 13 says, we are not hidden from his sight and everything is open before our God. There is no hiding who we are. And what we have become. No matter where you are in your life right now. At this moment. It really doesn't matter where you've been. But it matters where you are now. Right now. As I'm speaking right now. There's no hiding from it. But in verse 14 we find a solution. We have a great high priest who knows our pain. We have a great high priest who knows our problems. He knows our issues, our blemishes, our scars, our, our wounds, our sickness and our disease. And in verse 16, we find what we must do with our lives. We must come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain his mercy and find his grace to help us in the time of need. The reflection of who we want to be is found in verse 16. There is nothing that will change us more than finding God's grace and obtaining His mercy. There is nothing more that we need than the mercy of our God. There is nothing more that we can do to earn the grace of God. And yet, we run here and we run there and we run everywhere trying to use other resources to meet the need that is in our lives. When the Word of God, the mirror of our soul, shows us, speaks to us, and gives us the answers of life in written form. Some musicians come today, the worship team. No matter where you are today in your relationship with God, you need to look into the mirror. This is the Bible that I've used over the years in preaching and 
many different things. I said this was my first Bible. This is this is a study Bible. I have this Bible here is interesting. This Bible has Harold Rawbuck on it. Harold Rawbuck was a man in our church. Sarah knows who that is. I think my mom and dad know. Pastor Kurt and Linda know who that is. Yes, Debbie knows who that is. Some of some of you that maybe went to the church in Terre Haute maybe knows who Harold Robuck was. It's a great man. Good man. And when I felt my call to preach, they lived just around the corner from us in Brazil. I'd go over there many mornings early. In the, I was an early riser, so I'd get up, ride my bike over there. He'd be in his garden working, doing whatever. I'd just hang out with him. This is an older man. I don't know. I just enjoyed doing that. I'd hang, hang out with him a little bit. And when I was called to the ministry, we spent some time with them, and he gave me this Bible. Thompson Chain Reference Bible. So he wanted me to be able to have something to study from. And the Word of God has changed the landscape of my life in many ways, at many points. It seems to always have what I need when I look into it. When I open it up. I actually couldn't use this very long for some reason. I, I like big letters, and this one has a lot of small letters. I like big font. Even Hermie was talking about that earlier. She likes the giant print. But the Word of God has been there through thick and thin through tough times and rough times. When I, when I didn't know what to do, where to go, how to even structure some things in my life. The Word of God was there. The Word of God spoke to me. The Word of God was powerful to me. The Word of God lifted me. The Word of God spoke peace into my life. Instructed my life. Showed me a path, a way. Gave me a promise. Showed me a future. But none of that would have happened. And I wouldn't be where I am in my relationship with God. I'm not speaking arrogantly today. I'm just saying I wouldn't be where I am today without the Word of God. But if I would have just taken this Bible and this Bible and this Bible, all my Bibles and just, well, there's, I got another one there. Okay. Let me find a bookshelf. I need a I need a bookshelf. That's yes, I need a bookshelf. And I'm I'm just a Bible collector. 
if I just leave them sitting there, they're still powerful. They're still life-changing. They're still wonderful. They still speak things. But until I look into it, they don't do anything to me. It doesn't change what they are. The Bible, the Word, doesn't change. It's forever. But until I look into it. then change begins to happen. Things begin to take place because it's God speaking. It's God speaking to me. You can have peace. You can have salvation. You can be strong and powerful and more than a conqueror. You can be what this Word says if you look into it. We could just understand what we have in His Word and how powerful it is in our lives. If we could just look into the mirror of the Word. If we could just have relationship with the Word. Our lives would change and the world around us would change. I offer this to you today, this relationship with God's Word. I offer you the peace that it gives. I offer you the hope that is in here. I offer you the salvation that it speaks of. I offer you the healing that it says that you can have. I offer to you the one that gives strength to the weak, gives hope to the hopeless, and gives salvation to the sinner. I offer this word to you today. And as it releases from my hand, maybe you don't have a Bible. I'm willing to give you a Bible today. If you don't have a Bible, I've got too many. I'll give you a Bible. I know you can access the Bible on your phone and I read from that every day. I do. I like to read from it because I can highlight things and Go back to it later on my computer, and I like that. It's a wonderful thing. But there's also nothing like sitting down and opening up this book. And just finding out what God wants to speak into my life. If you'll stand with me today, the worship team's going to sing. I don't know where you might be in your relationship with God. Some may be struggling with some things in your life today. There might be some some areas that you need to work on. Maybe you need the Holy Ghost today. Maybe you need to come and repent and allow God to do some changing of things in your life. Maybe you need to just come and pray and ask God for peace and help and strength today. Whatever it is. I know my God can meet the need. Because His Word says that He will. As they sing, won't you come today?